This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. I want to remind you about the Daily Poll, which you can find at Accessible Media on Twitter, at Accessible Media Inc. on Facebook. Today we're asking you, would you buy a smartphone that lasts 10 years? Yes or no? I know I've asked you this before, but how long do you typically keep your phone before making an upgrade? A couple of years until it breaks, until your carrier offers you a free upgrade? As mentioned, that's the daily poll question. Would you buy a smartphone that lasts 10 years? Well, Mark Aflalo is here with his thoughts. Double TV or Double Tap TV airs Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. And Mark is one of the co-hosts of that show. Hey, good morning, Mark. Morning, Dave. How are you? I'm well. So, Mark, let's start here. Just the number 10 years. It feels a little strange, doesn't it? Just to sort of think about 10 years vis-a-vis technology. Yeah, I mean, and these days it seems so weird because we've been programmed to think that we need to upgrade our phone every one or two years, either by the manufacturers or our carriers. But, you know, think back to the uh, golden era of cell phones when we first had our analog flip phones and all those oh, things. They my, weren't my, quite my, coming my out sweet, as easily, sweet right? sweet Motorola Razor. Uh, that one, I mean, how, how often did you upgrade your phone back then? Only when I Four lost years? it in a mosh pit. Exactly. You see? So... We've been programmed ever since the age of the iPhone and the smartphone that these things need to be upgraded. We've been told this is we've been told over and over. You must get the new one so you have the better features. And we're just unfortunately we we are so susceptible to this suggestion that we believe that it should not be the case. But really, at the end of the day, when it comes to hardware, especially nowadays, this tablet is going to last us quite a while. Look at your laptop. How long do you keep a laptop for? And it's sometimes cheaper than the phone. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I'd say laptops, you're looking at easily. If, if it doesn't last five years, you'd think you got ripped off on your laptop. So, Mark, let's sort of use that 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 dividing line, sort of the invention of the smartphone, the iPhone, and then the phones previous. Has any major tech company ever tried to make a longer-lasting phone, especially in the smartphone era? There's been the age of the modular phone. Um, there were a couple of different projects. Even Google had their own project where they tried to build this modular phone where you can upgrade the components uh, one at a time when you know technology arose. But not really, not the major kind of mainstream Samsung, HTC, Huawei, iPhone world. Because really, at the end of the day, if you build a phone that lasts 10 years, you're not making much money on mm-hmm, that in the, mm-hmm. in, in, in the grand scheme of things, right? We did the math earlier on the show in regards to how often I've replaced my phone. The number is right around two and a half years. Where do you put the over-under in regard to how long most smartphones are made to last? I think that's dead on. I think they're they're made to last. Here's the thing. They're made to last. These things are made to last. But when you put a device out in people's hands that has a battery in it, And we're constantly using it on battery power because if you use that laptop comparison, right? A laptop, yes, you use it on battery, but a lot of the time it's plugged in. Mm -hmm. So the battery is not constantly going through charge, decharge, charge, decharge. Our phones on a daily basis are on a charger two or three times. That is a lot of toll on a battery, and that is what kills a battery's life. So if you look at a modern-day smartphone, 
You have the battery issue, which is something you have to contend with, and the technology is just not there to make it last much longer than three or four years or the cycles that they counted for. And then look at the software, because the software is built for the hardware that exists today. And when they're developing new software and they're putting it out, they have to legally you know, plan for compatibility with about five to seven years worth of hardware. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, do you want to be worrying about 10-year-old, 12-year-old, 20-year-old hardware? No, you want to be programming stuff to work on today's technology so that you take advantage of it. So it's a combination of almost planned obsolescence, the, you know, the, the word that they throw out there, but also the fact of the matter is we're dealing with components like batteries mm -hmm. that just aren't made to withstand more than a certain number of, of charges and recharges, I, or cycles as they call it. I think you just kind of answered this, Mark, but I want to ask the question in a slightly different way because I, because I can understand why the rationale would be from this point of view on the surface level, yeah, I want a phone that lasts 10 years, that's great, man, I'm being ripped off by these companies, I want a 10-year phone. Well, what compromises are we making as consumers if we were to take, say, a 10-year plunge? Well, I mean, the co compromise is that your fear of missing out, really. Number one, the psychological element of it. You're going to look at other people that are not doing what you're doing and have this prancy new hardware with a bigger screen. You know, 10 years is a really long period of time in terms of hardware evolution. If you look at the iPhone or Samsung phones as examples, maybe over two and a half, three years, there's not a big significant change. But after that, after the five-year mark, they make pretty big strides in the camera technology, the screen size and the screen technology, let alone things like Wi-Fi getting faster, cellular mm -hmm. networks getting mm -hmm. faster. So the, the list of things to make you, you know, want to catch up and want to be with today's technology really does grow. So that fear of missing out really does kind of set in, especially when you're looking around going, wait a second, I'm – I'm using my Blackberry still, and it shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> there are some people who wish they still could, Mark, though. There's, there's a know. vocal crew of Blackberry folks who want their keyboard back. I know. Uh, Mark, what's more likely to age out faster, software or hardware? Oh, hardware, absolutely. I mean, hardware, absolutely, at the end of the day, just because of, you know, wear and tear. It's a physical mm -hmm. it's physical wear and tear. Software drop doesn't have it, that wear and tear. You drop it, and you scratch listen, it. There are people who are still using pieces of software from 10, 15 years ago because they don't want to buy into the new subscription model of software. And that's where the world has gone. There's very few uh, pieces of software that you can buy off the shelf and say, I own this and I'm going to use this sweet, and get updates sweet for Sweet Adobe Audition. Oh, gosh, yeah, exactly, 2009 exactly. Adobe Audition, come back but, to me. And but Microsoft is the same. I mean, when they switched to Word and Excel, all, all that subscription model. And again, their their selling point is there's twofold. There's the selfish part, which is make money, make recurring revenue, which in the grand scheme of things makes the valuation of your company that much stronger at the, at the end of the day. But at the other side of the coin is, you know, for the user, you're getting the latest and greatest all the time. You're getting that update. You're getting the bug fixes, the security patches, and all that stuff that you wouldn't necessarily get if you bought it and just installed it, and that's it. You know, so great. He's able to you know use all these fancy new fonts and features because he pays monthly. But I paid, you know, ten years ago I paid a flat rate, and I'm still using it. I'm happy to use it, and you could still share the documents. But you're not getting all the fancy features. Mm -hmm. You're not getting all the artificial intelligence, all the accessibility features that come in with these things now, too. Mm -hmm. Mark, there are smaller tech companies that have tried to make their own durable phones. How did Fairphone go about that? And what do you think of the phone? So the phone is a, it's a really cool concept. Um, it went with the kind of like a, a hybrid model with with in terms of modular and not. So the phone is super repairable and super upgradable. 
A plastic case easily comes off just like old phones used to when it exposed the battery. Different components aren't glued down and soldered down to the board. So if a new camera came out, you can pop it out and change that camera module. If you needed more storage, you can pop more storage in. The concept is great. The problem at the end of the day is price point in, in euros because it's only available in Europe currently and there's no plans for North American expansion is about 585 euros. So that's almost 750 Canadian kind of creeping up depending on the dollar. Right. Um, depending on what Liz, Tr Liz Truss and the European Central Bank exactly. are up to yeah. over we'll there. We'll see what it is every single day. Economic it, crashes all over due to wars in Ukraine and whatnot. But it's marketing at the end of the day. It really is marketing. And they're never, no small manufacturers ever going to be able to keep up with the billions and trillions of dollars that the Samsungs and Apples have in their bank. And if anybody believes that marketing doesn't have a role in the way we shop for these things, it, it it's 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 so it's so blatant that that's in our face. Mm -hmm. So while the concept of this is great, and I think the repairability aspect, the durability aspect, and the modularity of it is a great, great, great device. At the end of the day, are you going to go through the hassles of buying that module, waiting for it to appear? opening your phone and taking the risk of putting it in. A, is it an easy process? Mm -hmm. Is it going to last you? Is the fact that it opens making it less durable? It's definitely not waterproof. It doesn't have all the feet. So there's so many things at play here. I think where they're going for is an incredible feat, and I think it's a really smart move, and I think there is a market for it. They'll never have the market share of any, any of the large ones out there, unfortunately, unless they start mass producing and right. have – that backing behind them. So what I'd argue as well is that as soon as you start saying, well, you can upgrade the camera and upgrade the board and upgrade the battery and do this and do that, that doesn't mean you bought a smartphone for 10 years. That means you bought a case for 10 years or 12 years and then continued to pour more money into it, right? So exactly. it's, it's, it's You're not, just not pouring in the full value every single year. Right, which which again, I understand where people would say there's, there's appeal to that, but at a certain point, what's the math? If now you've replaced the screen, the battery, the this, the that, the other thing, and you've spent $2,000 on this phone on top of the $700 you spent when you bought it, well, now you spent $2,700, and that could have been four new smartphones, 2.5 years per phone over 10 years. You should host a tech show. You wanna, you wanna maybe swap roles one day. Uh, you know, one day you can. It can be now with Mark Aflalo, and we'll then we'll do Double Tap Dave. I like it. Oh, Double Tap double, Dave. Double Tap That's Dave. A great, yeah, I well, like that. Mm, mm. <laughs> Mark, thank you for this. We appreciate you. My my pleasure, Dave. That is Mark Aflalo. He's one of the hosts of Double Tap TV, which you can find on AMI TVs Tuesday at eight PM Eastern time, and you can also download it. Well, not download it. You can stream it on demand at AMI.ca or find it on the AMI-TV app for Apple and Android. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-TV. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.